it's Sam and Scott from Ship It Studios Premier Wrestling Podcast, Above the Ring. And Sam, let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record their content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio-quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away, and it will sound like you're sitting in the same room. Did you know that it's as easy to use as Zoom, but it gives much higher quality audio and video recordings? Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a platform to put over for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using uh, Riverside.fm. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside.fm. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Super Ghost Radio. I am one of your hosts, Sam, the SLB. Alongside me today, as always, is uh, is uh, Jerry. Did you forget my Jer- name? <laughs> no, so no, so I'm used to doing this with Scott. So I'm trying to like you know work our, work our way into like doing okay. all these different you know. All right, I get you, I got including you. you. Men- mental um, gymnastics. Hello, everybody. <laughs> and alongside us, we have a, a special guest, friend of Jerry's, uh, Beth. Beth, Hi. glad you can finally uh, you can join join us. We've heard a lot about you um, in terms of uh, gaming and whatnot. So definitely, definitely look forward to having some good conversation with you. Thanks. I'm excited to be here. I think I've been talking to Jerry about something like this for a while. <laughs> well, I think this is actually like how many years in the making? <laughs> uh, 2017. Yeah. 2016, something, something like, like that. that. Something like We've that. been talking about some form of. You know, getting together and talking about shit on either podcast or at one point, I'm pretty sure it was like we were like, oh, maybe we can do YouTube. Yeah. But but let's uh, let's kick things right off. You know, I know, you know, usually we will talk about what we uh, what we have been playing. Uh, Jerry, I'll let you kick that one off. Well, first, I just, kind of curious. I just want to say that, uh, you know, it's it's nice to have Beth. We are missing Scott. R.I.P. Scott. Um, it's too bad. But, did uh, he do something bad? Did he have to like? Yeah, he has homework. Die so I had I could run he kind of situation. He has homework to do. So, oh, it's, so like that, even worse. Yeah, it's kind of like dying, but just like he's alive, mm. <laughs> which is more yeah. painful and tragic. Yeah, yeah, you're but, better off being in like a coma or something than homework. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sorry. Cycling back to what you were saying, so I have been playing a lot of stuff. <laughs> I've been I've been playing more online shit than I have in I don't know how long since well I got really into Warzone at like the prime of the pandemic and then I just kind of fell off of that and now I am being sucked into multiple things um I've been playing with Beth and our other friend Greg and we have been playing Deep Rock Galactic which is fantastic I cannot recommend that game enough. If you have Game Pass, just play this game. Find some friends who also have Game Pass, or maybe they don't. Maybe they have it on another console, because I think it's cross-play. And this game is just so much fun to play with a bunch of friends. And it's it's lighthearted enough that you can kind of switch your brain off for a little bit, 
But then as you progress through, it starts to get a little bit more intense. And I don't know if, uh, if Sam, if you're familiar with the game, but you're basically intergalactic dwarves um, that are mining. And you go into these these levels to mine for raw materials. And then there's also like kind of like a side quest that's thrown in like, oh, you got to kill like 12 of these types of bugs. And then as you're progressing through the levels looking for these resources, uh, you're hit with waves of like, it's kind of like Starship Troopers. Like these bugs just come in, in waves and you have to kind of stay alive and it could get pretty hectic, but man, it is a ton of fun. I've been having such a good time with that game. I don't know if you want to add anything to that, Beth, like what your experience has been with it. It's very, very samey, but it's like leads to really, really funny scenarios that just like you just laugh at and with your friends. So it's I think if it was a single player experience, it wouldn't be super strong. Oh, God, no. but I really liked playing with you guys so it it's been hilarious and there's a main hub area that you kind of like (laughs) upgrade your things and um you can get different uh beards because you're all dwarves and that kind of stuff but you can like get drunk and like dance and listen to music and i think we spent me (laughs) me and greg made it like our mission just like kick all the barrels into this place where the like the master control guy gets pissed at you to do it and so you're just like screwing around with barrels and oh tip though if you do play don't get plastered before a mission because (laughs) the effect doesn't go away and then you're seeing double the entire time and it's very disorienting and if you have motion sickness and stuff easily it's not it's it's not pleasant are we are we talking about like actually getting fucked up or fucked up in the game in well both in the, but i mean both <laughs> yeah yeah both so you get fucked up in the game and then uh the you just start seeing like double and like triple and there's like almost like that like do you remember like putting on 3d glasses and then not seeing 3d things yep yep yeah so it's like that yeah. is the effect and then your and your character starts to try and like turn on its own and stuff it's so you're really fighting against bad. your own character yeah, and I did a whole mission like that, and afterwards I was like, I couldn't even jump properly, and I was so nauseous. <laughs> yeah, it was it was pretty fucked up. We also, um, we also for science decided to test and see what happened if all of us got drunk and passed out in the main hub. Um, it was a little uneventful, but it was fun to get to that point because we were just chugging back booze to get so drunk like and we were just stumbling around the dance floor and then eventually like greg would just pass out and we'd be like oh one one down and then we just kept going and going and then you just end up in like the the med ward and wake up and then they they get mad and then you go back out to uh smashing rocks and killing aliens it's real good it's a hard game to be mad at it's it just is yeah fun yeah it's real fun uh and then besides that uh greg and i have started vermintide 2 and let me tell you, my expectations were not low, but not high for this game. I had heard good things about it. I didn't really know too much other than it's Left for Dead, but medieval, like dark fantasy. So I was like, eh, screw it, I'll give it a shot. It went on sale on Steam for like $8. So I, I messaged Greg and said, hey, this is on sale for $8. And he was like, buy it, buy it, buy it, buy it now. And... 
we hopped in that evening and we we blitzed four levels like four full levels we played for like four hours and it was it's amazing it's it's like if dark souls was fucking left for dead while they were watching lord of the rings like that's kind of the analogy that i had like it's a little bit of dark souls it's a little bit of left for dead because there's like the hordes and stuff like that but like the level design is really 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 good and when you see a horde in left for dead you kind of want to avoid them and you're like i don't i don't even want to be bothered with this like i'm going to avoid this like the plague and no pun intended but in <laughs> uh in vermintide you you see a, a horde and you're like oh let's get these motherfuckers like you you are ready like it's a war and then the banter between the characters too is so good and it has this like fellowship feel to it and yeah and like i just i i've been just completely blown away by how good that game is and it also has some really good quality of life stuff like when we started uh you know greg said you're gonna have to go through tutorial so maybe get that that over with first when i hopped in they've actually made the tutorial um like you don't you don't actually have to do it now you can just completely jump into the game right away start playing and do the tutorial after if you want to nice. so just amazing quality of life stuff also he has like a bunch of dlc and we've been playing that stuff i don't need to own the dlc as long as he hosts we can play the dlc again there's not enough games that do that kind of thing anymore just the quality of life of hey guess what you don't have to play this hour-long tutorial like if you got friends that are waiting for you to play this you can just jump in and start right away and they can kind of take you by the hand and guide you and that's exactly what we did with that and yeah i've been having a blast with that thing um eventually when uh, when beth gets her pc which Oh, buddy, we got to talk about this PC. Um, or we cannot. Cause... Oh, it's getting, it's getting brought up. There's, there's a tale. Um, so, yeah. So, eventually, we'll, we'll do like a, a three-player um, Vermintide squad. Um, but besides Vermintide, another game that I've been playing that Beth is also going to be able to speak to. Man, I got sucked in to my very first MMO. Oh, boy. Uh-huh. It's over, Jerry. Um, so <laughs> let me just put this out into the ether, shall we? I don't like MMOs. I don't like the idea of MMOs. I don't like the like I don't like anything about them. I don't like the visual diarrhea that is on the screen almost at all times. Uh I don't you know, I've never been a fan of the way that uh World of Warcraft looks and oh god, I wish Scott was here so that he could get mad over this, but I'm sure he's gonna listen to this. <laughs> um and uh i just i just i fucking hate mmos but guess what final fantasy 14 online is real good it's real good is it it is um so i pitched the idea or someone one of us one of the three of us pitched the idea hey why don't we try out this Final fantasy online and i've always wanted to kind of see what it was like i i may have tried it out when it first came out in like when was that like 2010 and that was before they turned it into a realm reborn um and i just was like i don't have the time of day for this this is exactly what i don't want we all jumped into this thing and oh my god it it just has its hooks in me like the the battle system reminds me of xenoblade it's it's yeah (laughs) yeah it's very (laughs) very much like xenoblade like 
you are auto attacking, but then you're you're trying to combo together your skills, and like certain skills will combo together better with with other ones. Um, and you know, the three of us we we all pick different classes, and different races, so we are looking forward to finally because we. I think you have to get to level 14 or 15 before you can get access to the airship, which will allow you to go to other people's kind of continents. And we just kind of hit that, that mark, which is not too bad because we've only been playing for what, three days. And yeah, something like that. It's like three days ish. You guys, you know, did a, did a kind of evening a little more than I did. And then I did kind of yesterday morning. I got up and played for like four hours. So we're all kind of around the same level, like around level 20. Um, and the one thing I'll say is that it is very tedious right now. It's a lot of like fetch quest kind of bullshit and just kind of like, hey, go to this town and talk to this person. Okay, perfect. Now go talk to this person. Okay, now bring this person a fucking slice of cheese. Oh, cool. Now bring this person orange juice. Yay. Now you can dye your clothes. Like it's. Mm, I found the orange juice person after. So <laughs> Did you? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I'm not I lying, by the way. You do have to give somebody orange juice so that you can dye your clothes. Not with the orange juice, even though that would technically work. Um, but yeah, you have to give this pirate lady some orange juice so that you can dye your clothes and not look like a fucking, a rainbow. Cause I don't know about, about you guys, but if I have equipment, that's all different colors, not, not into it. Needs to match. So I'm torn. I'm really torn with that because there are definitely days where I'm like playing a game, um, where, you know, I have to have, you know, I, I, I pay attention to my stats and my armor. So, like, it bothers me that it doesn't matter. It's like filling up your gas tank. Let's let's put it that way. So, you know, you can get, I'm, uh, like, you can get, like, say, $20 in your tank. Um, it's going to be an even 20 However, if it's off by, like, .001, it's going to bother me. But if I put, like, exact amount of gas, like, say, like, 14 gallons. I'm just throwing numbers out there. You go faster. It was, like, it's, it's scientifically proven that you go faster with even numbers. Yeah, exactly. You know, science is settled on that one. But, like, that's the same way with me where it's, like, it kind of bothers me, but I'm also, like, I don't care that I look like I'm, like, from a furry convention in this game. My stats are killer right now. So, I mean, it kind of makes sense. You do wear Hawaiian shirts. So I feel oh. like I feel like <laughs> your, you know, attention to detail when it comes to multiple colors is uh, maybe, maybe you just don't mind it as much as other people. <laughs> well, wow, that was my cowboy boots? Of course not. <laughs> a Hawaiian shirt with the cowboy boots. Oh yeah, backwards hat, stogie, aviators. You know it. You Living know what? Style. I disagree. That's a look. That's definitely you know you're oh, going it's a for look. something. It's a look. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know what kind of look it is, but it is definitely Sam's look. Jerry's like, over there. Like I wouldn't let him near my kid's school. <laughs> like oh you should have, you should have auditioned to be Sully for the fucking Uncharted movie. <laughs> uh, Sully's got style. Whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Sam a... Sam has some style, all right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm saying he's oh, he's oh, the future of fashion. Okay. I'm just sorry. I'm just used to Scott and I shitting on Sam's style. <laughs> I thought that it was automatically you were just taking a jab, so I apologize for that. Yeah, you're projecting a little. Um, I also played and finished Little Nightmares 2. And, oh boy. Now, I've heard... 
multiple people say that they did not like it and they either bounced off of it or they found it kind of samey. Um, I know a friend of mine like bounced off of it almost immediately and kind of was just like, yeah, this is, you know, one of these, <laughs> but I, for one, again, I'm a sucker for anything horror or horror adjacent. And this game was pretty fucking gnarly. Like it, it did some crazy shit. And I, I know that the first one is, is kind of the same, but this, the second one had, had different segments. And I, I almost can't really talk about a lot of things because just little moments in that game would be what I would consider like a spoiler. Do you know what I'm saying? Like there's <laughs> little tiny nuances to that game that would, I guess, be a spoiler in a sense. But if, if anybody has the opportunity to, to get that game and play it, do it. You, you shouldn't be disappointed because it is, it is really, really good. So you mentioned it to me. And I went to go pick it up. Well, at least you told me, hey, Sam, you definitely need to play. You know, two's great, but you need to play one first. I'm like, okay. Went to GameStop. First and foremost, you know how I am. I've told you how I am with hard copies. I always need to fucking have a hard copy of something. Mm-hmm. Especially on a console. Um, They only had hard copies for the first one on the PS4, but they weren't available in store. So this is the thing, Beth. Every time I've ever bought a game digitally on my Switch... Mm-hmm. either limited run or the third party that released that publishes these games releases a hard copy oh so yeah I think there's been like 20 games that i've bought in the past like three years that it's like i bought i'm like cool i have it at least on my uh my switch or my ps4 and it's like no here's a hard copy i'm like i gotta dish out twice as much money now did you buy hades digitally no, no. Oh, okay i was <laughs> like because yeah that would have been another one in like recent memory that that would have happened with um the most recent one for me was i bought doom 64 on the switch because i actually (laughs) never played it and then i actually i just got a notification from limited run that my copy from them just shipped nice (laughs) and i just beat the game so i'm like cool i'm gonna have it it's gonna look great on the shelf packaged yeah sweet yeah man but it's on my list it's up there yeah you gotta get your hands on that first little nightmares dude it's real good so how does it compare, though? So like, if you like the first one, you're gonna like the second one, or if you like the first one, there's no reason why you should not like the second one because I feel like the second one does a few things better um, mm-hmm. than than the first one. Uh, so here, here's here's what I'll say without you know spoiling anything or trying not to spoil too much. In the second one, as opposed to the first, like the first one, kind of has you know, these sketchy moments and like tense moments, like leading up to this insane climax of the game. Like okay. it is absolutely jarring at the end of the first one. Um, so like for the last hour or so of the first one, you're just constantly just sweating bullets. Whereas the second one is like that almost the whole way through. And then the, the climax of the second one is more of a mind fuck than it is like scary. It's more of <laughs> it's more of like a you know jaw on the floor kind of deal. Um, and I I don't necessarily think that the ending kind of shapes the entire experience, but the ending of the second one is just so stylish 
and again, it's it's it sucks because I want to talk more about this, but I don't yeah. want to throw spoilers out because there there are some pretty crazy twists toward the end of that game, and <laughs> it will pay off way better if you actually go and play the first game. Okay, that's fair. I've uh, I watched a little bit of someone starting to play Little Nightmares too because. Uh, it seems like a game, well, and the first one, that if I played it, it'd give me a stress headache because <laughs> I do not handle being chased well. So I don't think I can actually deal with those games, but it looks super fucked, like super messed up. And I saw this lady and her neck extends. Oh, God, yeah. Oh. And I was like, yeah, cool. I kind of want to throw up a little bit. She's bad she's really bad news um yeah it's it's really grotesque in a way that like it's shocking like when you see these certain enemies that are kind of stalking you throughout like an entire level it's it's alarming when you see them at first because you're like you're so small and these things are are gigantic um and again not to spoil too much but the first time you meet that long neck lady you think that you could just hide kind of like normal like you've been hiding through the whole thing just kind of behind mm-hmm. something and then her neck extends the but... entire length of the room and then looks down at you and goes haha found you and the like you're so helpless you're just watching this neck extend across the room and you're like it's not supposed to do that nothing has <laughs> done that up to this point and then you die and then you're like okay well i gotta rethink what i'm doing with this segment so i like that it's kind of got that like puzzle aspect um mm-hmm. I didn't die too many times, you know. There's there's a little bit of kind of trial and error in the game, but the checkpoints are are pretty forgiving. Like they start you off pretty much right where you died most times. Okay, that's and good. It's it's a pretty short game. Like it's probably probably run you about five to six hours. So it's it's a nice little side game to kind of just have going while you're playing a fucking MMO. <laughs> Um, and then other than that, I started a new Kirby game. Nice. The champion of our first debate, Mr. Kirby, he, uh, he has found my, his way again into my hands in Kirby triple, is it triple deluxe? I think it's triple deluxe. Yeah, it's called triple deluxe. So it's the one that came before Robobot, which I loved. I loved Robobot. And this kind of just feels more the same. And I'm okay with that. I think the Kirby games, um... It's funny, I I actually had this conversation like just last night. I think what happened with me with Kirby games, when Kirby's Epic Yarn came out, I automatically went, fuck this game. Because it was like a kid's game. Like, it was like a child's game. Like, you couldn't even die in that game. And I immediately wrote that game off. And for some reason, I also wrote the series off at that point. Because I was like, well, there's... If this is the way that Nintendo's going to go with this franchise, like I don't want anything to do with it anymore. Little did I know, in the background, they were still pumping out bangers. Like those other Wii ones, like the 2D Wii ones that were like more faithful. I think um I can't remember what the one the other one was called on. I think it was like uh, Return to Dreamland or something. Was the the other Wii Wham, the Wii one? <laughs> Wii Wham. Wii Wham. <laughs> yeah, the other Wii Wham. Uh I actually that sounds right. Let me look. I was actually about to pull it up myself. <laughs> you um, can do it. But yeah, okay. all the all the Kirby games 
since then have all been pretty awesome. Um, that one on Switch, Star Allies, exceptionally good game. Robobot, doesn't, really good. And doesn't Star Allies have like a really intense like after like end game thing? Like after you beat it, it gets really hard, like secret bosses and stuff. Um, no, I mean, I think I collected because each level kind of has like three collectibles that you can you can get that are like optional kind of like oh, the okay. star coins in, in like a mario game yeah yeah yeah. and i think i collected all of them in robobot but i don't i don't know if i unlocked anything or not but once i was once i finished the last boss i was just kind of ready to move on because i mm-hmm. i always have way too many games going on at the same time no um, not you <laughs> yeah yeah not me it seems out of character uh-huh but yeah i mean i i finished that one up and then yeah, I'm moving on to Triple Deluxe, and I'm I'm having a real good time with it. Other so than that, then... I think that's a oh, I did finish another game uh, last weekend. My buddy and I have both finally finished Goldeneye on the it's the uh, the leak one that they it was like the 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 remastered one for Xbox that got leaked. Yep. So he threw that on his Xbox, and we played it. Uh, level for level we just kind of did like controller passing um from start to finish we didn't do the special levels because guess what that game's got a lot of bullshit there's a lot there's a lot of bullshit it's fucking difficult too um because we didn't we didn't play it on like the regular difficulty we we bumped it up one but my god that game has some problems that you just i guess didn't really think about when you were a kid but um we we finished that and that took like four sittings I think to get through it and uh, yeah it was it was pretty good though pretty fun time I think we're gonna do Perfect Dark next because I've never played Perfect Dark getting ready for the new one well we'll see how that goes we've been picking away at uh, Super Ghouls and Ghosts but uh, that's probably gonna take us like a fucking month to beat because it's not easy. Not easy at all. Ghouls and Ghosts. Is that the 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 uh? Are you talking about the remaster or the re, the new one that just came out? Nope. Talking about the Super Nintendo one. Oh word, word. That's yeah. been on my list for a while. So the cool thing is though, we are playing a ROM hack of that one that adds some much needed quality of life stuff. Um, for example, there is no slowdown. They've they've removed the slowdown in that game completely. Um, they've also ha- added the ability to retain your armor. So you know how if you get hit, if you have full armor, because there's like two different tiers of armor, then if you get hit, you lose it all. You end up like in your underwear, and then you have one hit after that. Well, this ROM hack actually allows you to, if you get hit once, you just lose that tier of armor, and it goes down to the next one. So you, if you have full armor, you essentially have like three hits, which is good. So yeah, it's uh, it's a really good good ROM hack that we're playing, and uh, we're using a lot of save states, and I don't really care <laughs> because <laughs> even with save states, that thing is just it's insanely difficult. This but. is this is the thing I got to say about save states. So you know, grow. I mean, all of us being you know falling around the same age range, you know, a lot of those older games, it was all these fucking convoluted password systems where you had like thirty digits. That you had to write down, and it's so even even when I was playing Castlevania on my Switch, 
I never once grabbed those passwords. I always saved them because I'm like, I'm like, I'm not a kid anymore. I'm not going to sit there with a fucking notepad and write down every fucking, no, sorry. I'm just going to save the fucking thing so I can go back. I th- yeah. th- th- most of those password systems sucked. Let's be honest. <laughs> I, oh, yeah. I kind of like the, uh, the Mega Man password system um, in like some of the Super Nintendo ones. Uh, not the X series so much because they were just numbers, but like, I think, I think in Mega Man Seven, I think it was actually like the different character portraits. There was a lot of them. Like you had to punch in. But that's cool. Fucking twelve that's of them different. or something. Yeah, when it you... was. But still, again, in modern gaming, just use a save state because, like, if they if these games were remade to today's standards, then they would have like battery saves and. You know, there there would be checkpoints and stuff like that. And I know that purists will say like, oh, well, that's not the way that the game was intended to be played. Also, those games were in and were back in the, you know, the time when there was no Internet, there was no walkthroughs and shit other than like a Nintendo power. And yeah, they were made to last longer. But, you know, it's the same kind of concept with arcade games. There's some arcade games that are just absurdly difficult. And that's because they were designed to take your fucking money. Like, that's what they were for. They were designed to be diff- like that, you know, Super Ghouls and Ghosts or whatever it was called in the arcade. You know, those things just made a mint on those cabs. Like, because people are just tossing money into those left, right, and center. But also, I think there was a difference. I mean, granted, yeah, there's been a, there were a lot of broken games that they could release with like no. Not like today. You don't get the cy- you didn't have the cyberpunk issue like you did, you know, thirty years ago. But I definitely feel like there were games that were difficult enough, but you could still beat them that required you to up your skill level. Which kind of going back to what you said with Kirby, you know, where you couldn't die. You know, there's a lot of games like that now where I'm like, what, like is a lot of these platformers they make them um, impossible to lose. Um, I'm playing Super Mario 3D World right now. I don't think I've ever beaten the game. Oh, so good. But- it is a great game, but the one thing you know I noticed was that after what five five deaths in a level, you get the the the, the gold uh, the gold leaf to just kind of like you yeah know, go through the whole level to beat it. If you take that thing, buddy, we we're gonna have to have a talk. If you if you start taking those gold leaves, <laughs> it, listen, save states for one thing. Taking that fucking gold leaf, oh man, come on, whole other matter. <laughs> That's just basically owning up and being like, yes, yes, I am a little bitch. And I, yes, I cannot pass this fucking level. We won't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I see that uh, somebody may have taken a gold leaf here and there. Guilt in his voice. Oh, obviously, of course. This is where we yeah. take Sam's face and rub it in gold leaves. Look what you did. Is it a tobacco gold leaf? Because I'll tell you, good cigar with a good leaf around it. And a, and yeah, a good Hawaiian win. shirt and a nice pair of fucking kicks, buddy. I want to let you know right now, I actually <laughs> walked away for two minutes and grabbed a Hawaiian shirt after it was brought up. <laughs> now you feel at home. Now yeah. you feel comfortable. Oh, baby, you have no idea. Are Hawaiian shirts just like your, your safety blanket now? <laughs> uh, it just, I don't know. I don't know. I like to live my life. You know, I'm going to be 30 in two months. You know, I'm just uh, living on the edge. <laughs> living your best life. Of course I am. Of course. Um, Beth, what have you been yeah. playing? So other than losing my life and everything else to Final Fantasy 14, 
unlike you, I do love mindless, tedious tasks. It's really <laughs> fun to just listen to music and run around and do dumb shit for NPCs that can't walk three feet to their left. And that's fine. I do think that if there wasn't the knowledge that the story gets really good and that you can kind of play with other people, maybe I would have fallen off at the very beginning because it is like mindless. Yeah, it's like six hours of just mind-numbingly tedious tasks. Yeah, so like there's no, I think, initial, like the initial kind of like um, hook isn't strong enough. There's no story to get you in, like it's claws into you so that it feels worth it to do the like tedium at first. But because, yeah, like you just heard so many good things about the other DLCs and um, it's cool that eventually we're going to be able to like ride around on chocobos together and do all these dungeons it's it's worth it it's definitely worth it and then other than that i've been playing another square game um bravely default 2 which is such a jrpg it is the jrpg of jrpgs they definitely just saw a template and were like okay we're just doing this again it's there's a crystal and you're the heroes of light and you, you know, you are following destiny and there's a princess with a lost kingdom. And if that's what you wanted, if you were looking for something like I really need that fix, I would say then this would really scratch it. It's also, I swear to God, they've made a, they made, they had to have switched up something with the combat specifically because I know for a fact that when I played through the first Bravely Default, I turned my brain off for a lot of the fights because they were I, I, like pretty easy to get through. Really? Yeah. Hmm. So it's because it has, like the game title kind of gives away, it has a Brave Default system. So it's a twist on a classic turn-based where you can all like bank turns or expend turns in advance. And then you kind of like have to wait to like get those turns back kind of thing. The cool thing about the game is that you can fast forward through fights. So you can like turn up the speed. Oh man. I love it when RPGs add stuff like that. Yeah. Like it, it really, cause there is still grinding. There's is there a I lot love, of grinding. Uh, not in the first one. I didn't find, like I said, I found the first one to be pretty easy. Okay. Yeah. So it's fun. The story is not as good so far as the first game. And no, no. but the characters I like more than the characters in the first game. So it has kind of a good trade off. Yeah. Yeah. I think by the end of the game, it probably is going to come out net even for me. Um, It's reviewed worse than the first game, but I think maybe a little bit is that a little bit of that is down to the newness of the battle system is not as exciting because you've had right. ga- a game like that before. They did change up the style a little bit. The director and stuff, he wanted to make it look like everything was like in a painting. It, I don't know. It had like a very pretty, very soft, nice art style. Um, and they had said that they were, they struggled to figure out how they were going to get that to go from DS 3ds to switch 
and they went with more of like a clay like model look for characters and like the enemy models and everything i gotta say i really didn't like the look of the second like the characters in the second one um, yeah i looked it up after and they just seem so lifeless and just and I, I guess it's kind of what they're going for but like you know like i said to you before i i think i've been spoiled by the persona games because yeah. you have these gorgeous portraits to look at while you're playing those and they're very like animated um even if you know it is like a still portrait the animations change so often that it it has like this certain sense of life and yeah i think because of that now that i see stuff like this new bravely default i kind of get turned away from it because i'm like eh, it just seems like a little lackluster to me i feel like mm -hmm. i'm not i'm not going to get as invested in this because i just i cannot get on board with the the look and I know that's kind of sad to say, and I, I don't normally turn things away by their look alone, but I just find it a little a little too jarring to look at. Uh, yeah, so I didn't, when I first started, I kind of was not into the way, yeah, I wasn't into the way the characters, like the main characters and stuff looked as much, just because similar reasons, and also the first one just like looked so good. They do... Like, talking about how, like, you've been spoiled by other things is um, I love the Tales series. Mm -hmm. And in that, they have, like, skits. And in the newer ones, the skits are voiced. And they are there to, like, kind of add more, um, more depth to the characters and show them interacting with each other a bit more. And they'll discuss events that just happened or if, like, even important stuff, but stuff as innocuous as, like, you cooked a thing for the first time and now it's one of the other characters favorite foods so they you have a little skit with like the character who cooked or the main character and then that character so um but Dude, it's I, all voice. i used to love those skits in tales of symphonia because tales of symphonia is really the first one that i ever played um, yeah yeah so and they... yeah like those skits used to be so cool to watch like some of them were kind of dumb and like you just skip them but like i don't know man sometimes they were really cool to watch uh sam are you are you with us buddy <laughs> yes i am here i am here um so i haven't there's not a lot i've been playing i've been actually digging around the um the the, the nintendo switch online stuff you know all the old classics because there's so many classics that i haven't gone back and played hell yeah um so just been digging around with that um obviously there's a prior a game that's been prioritized again final fantasy 7 yeah, the OG. OG, blocky, chunky, polygon. It's a beautiful game so far. Um, where am I at? I'm at the... I um, just defeated the boss in the tower. And it's that fight where you're on your bike and everyone else is in the truck. And then you get to the end of the ramp and there's a huge boss. I think I keep, you know... Oh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. like a big machine thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. that whole sequence, man. Yeah, that's good. Like... That's that's it's really I, you're like getting close to the end of that first disc. Yeah, it's funny because I actually have the original game too. Nice. Um, but I think I went to go put it on my PS2, and for some reason, I didn't want to stare at my 40 inch screen rather than my 65 inch screen to play the PS2. Um, <laughs> so I've been doing that. I've obviously been playing through Super Mario 3D World. 
Um, enjoying, enjoying the shit out of that. You know, I, there's not a Mario game I think I've disliked ever. Yeah, I'm, I think I can get on board with that. Like when Pokemon, the Pokemon games got announced, I will be buying those games till I die, you know, like day of. Um, so hang on, before we get into this, I understand. I, I, I heard Beth's ears perk up now. Let let me be the manager here and we'll put a pin in Pokemon talk. We can have a whole episode dedicated to Pokemon talk. Oh my god, yay. Yes. I but, love Pokemon. But hang hang on. Pump the brakes. Not yet. Okay, Not okay, yet. okay, okay. <laughs> but go on. <laughs> oh, 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 that was uh that was a uh, okay. I think he was continue. telling me to not derail everything by just suddenly <laughs> only wanting to talk about Pokemon. <laughs> Was, oh, we can yeah. we can make episodes dedicated to just franchises. You know, this shit that we could. Oh, we're gonna, we're gonna. Uh, what's the other thing I went back and I? I mean, we've all played it, but um, I was able to get my hands on an original Xbox again, like m- a month or two ago. Actually, the first time we recorded, Jerry, that Xbox I got. Um, oh yeah. So I threw on. I I, I popped in OG Halo, and let me tell you, going back, that game is now twenty years old in November. Jesus um, Christ. It's funny, my my cousin was born on the exact same day that that came out. That was one of the launch titles for the original Xbox. How flawless the gameplay is, plus the storyline. That game, when you think about... There is definitely a time before and after Halo. That game, yeah, looking back now, changed so much. Yeah, because for sure. Prior, prior to that, I mean, first and foremost, multiplayer. You know, the split screen was a big deal. It also was, you know, Microsoft's driving force into live, pushing people to go with their online service. Um, even at that point, first-person shooters were not a popular genre. You know, you had the people like Doom, or, you know, you played Duke Nukem, or you played Shadow Warrior, you played Quake, and Halo brought the FPS to the front and almost made it the gameplay design for many other genres out there. I mean... You know, we could talk about Skyrim, Fallout, um, like I said, Mass Effect, you know, all these other franchises, all these other genres. You know, just to think about that one game, it's still amazing. It's still fun to play it as it was created 20 years ago. I don't know. Just just, just something I wanted to point out. I just, I went back and classic, classic, one of the greats from, you know, this century. Yeah. I mean, I didn't, uh, I didn't play the first one, um, but. I definitely can appreciate the Halo games, for sure. You didn't play that on, like, when it came out? When the Xbox came out, I had zero desire to get it. Um, so I missed out on some of that early Xbox stuff. But uh, I do have an appreciation for Halo. I used to play um, oh God. Halo Reach a lot with yep. my buddy Dalo. used to play that a ton online. And then I think we did some of the... Some of the missions, like the like the co-op, like I, if I can remember correctly, I think there was some co-op with that. But um, yeah, no, they're uh, they're good, they're good games. And I I think I recently had a discussion with uh, with our friend Greg, who also said that, um, you know, Halo completely changed the landscape of how first like not just first person shooters, first person in general. You know, I think. Correct me if I'm wrong. But wasn't Halo one of the first ones? Oh, actually, it wasn't. But we'll go back to that. But it was close to one of the first games to do the twin stick thing. Now, 
I don't know if you know this or not, but I I'm fairly confident in saying I I think I do know one of the first games to do twin sticks with the the style that we play with today. Do you know what it is? I'm gonna go on a limb. Um, I'm gonna say I don't, but I prompt because of the Nintendo 64 controller, I would not be surprised if that was on the PlayStation 2. It was on the PS1. Okay. Actually. Okay. And it, I can't remember if it was one or the other. It was either Alien Resurrection or Alien Trilogy. One of those two games was the first game, I think, to introduce the dual analog first person controls. And I think mm. when it came out, I don't remember which uh which outlet reviewed it, but they were like what the hell is this control style? This is never going to catch on. Don't know why they would ever consider forcing you to play this game like this. Like, it is trash because of the control scheme. It was considered a gimmick at the time when it first came out. Like, the, the dual analog thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is hilarious to think about now. But that's what I've been playing. I have all those Halo games through Game Pass if I wanted to play them. You're really selling me on that Game Pass there, huh? Hang on a second. Let me let me put this out there. I am not, A, a salesman for Xbox, nor do I even really like Xbox. Uh, I, this is how most sales pitches start. I, <laughs> I am first no, you're and bringing foremost it in low. Nintendo, and then a Sony guy, and then Microsoft is like way, way down, like way over there somewhere. But my God, if somebody came to me today and said, hey, I'm going to buy a next-gen console, I'm open to either. Which one should I get? I would have a very difficult time recommending a PlayStation 5 over an Xbox currently because that Game Pass has just an alarming amount of games. Like, they added, what, 100 games in a week between the Bethesda thing and then they added the ea play to well i I know that that i think was already on consoles but you know i'm playing game pass up through pc and even on pc like it's like why wouldn't you have this subscription it gives you so many games for like a fraction of what you would pay for new games in the run of a year and the crazy thing is now with this bethesda um like now that they've acquired bethesda you know those Bethesda games are coming day one. So Ghostwire, which is a game that I'm very much looking forward to, the Evil Within guys are doing that. I am fucking jazzed about that thing. Uh, so Ghostwire is so Ghostwire and um, Deathloop though have deals with PlayStation, and they are, ah shit. Yeah, so they're going to be Bethesda said that, or like Zenimax and um, Microsoft. They said that they're going to be honoring anything with contracts but anything that doesn't have a contract going forward it's going to be first and best and whatever on platforms with game pass so i mean my thing is i would say like you don't spend 7.5 billion dollars to not have those big names be exclusives at least to like their game pass platform yeah and yeah, like any new Doom that comes out is going to be Game Pass like day one. Whatever like the new Wolfenstein is pretty much, I guess pretty much anything that hasn't been already announced or even just like 
released or have a release date to this point. But yeah, so just but... the value added of that fucking service, man, is mm-hmm. just it's it's getting. Well, you know what? You summed it up pretty good um, when we were chatting one evening. You said, "I kind of wish that Xbox would just become the blockbuster, or not the blo- why did Netflix. I say blockbuster? Why did I say blockbuster? It's because what it's what your heart and soul really, really wants. It wants blocks blockbuster back. Did you watch the documentary? I Maybe dude, I, that I seen that pop up on Netflix, and, and yeah, I see there's the Netflix of gaming. There you go. Not yeah, the block. I mean, hey, if they want to be the blockbuster of gaming, yeah, they, they'll be kings, and then they'll be nothing. They just have so much, like for a subscription, it it is absolutely insane what you're getting. It the the value is is just incredible. So yeah, I I highly recommend anybody that has thought about getting Game Pass just go and get it. Even just if you haven't tried it already, try it for a month, and you'll see what I'm talking about. It's just it's and it, it's also really good because if you have friends that have game pass you know that they have the same library so like when things come out that you want to play together like for us the three of us beth's been playing on her cousin's xbox i've been on pc and our buddy greg is also on pc but we know that we all have game pass so we all have the same stuff so we actually went through and started looking um for games to play that were like crossplay. And that's how we ended up playing Deep Rock. Otherwise, I would have never touched Deep Rock. That game would have never been on my radar. But because it was included in Game Pass, and the three of us, you know, all had Game Pass, all were able to play it, it just made it so much easier to try something new. And I feel like because of that, um, once when I do get my PC back, uh, I will be more inclined to, like, looking into purchasing game pass myself on that because it is a really good deal and um i don't it it is like you know they say it's like the best deal in gaming and it is the best deal in gaming and being able to jump in and try something for five minutes especially when games are so expensive now it's mm-hmm. worth it and for that alone and i think like i'm with you i'm also a nintendo and sony person and I pretty I haven't touched an Xbox until like before like what two weeks ago when we started playing like Deep Rock mm-hmm. and um I think I would even say like if you know you're on a budget if you're looking if you're saving up for months and months to buy a brand new console and you but you want in on this generation and you are like okay i'm gonna get one and i don't have a whole lot of money go with xbox because you you don't have to like worry as much about like spending 80 to 90 dollars canadian or however much us or wherever or like 300 dollars if you're in new zealand because it's insane but like it gives you that choice it gives you those deals which is great yeah i agree um so now what i was gonna say a while back is that this episode we were gonna try something a little new uh and because march is uh women's history month we decided that we were gonna talk about our favorite female protagonists over the years uh so why don't we let beth have the stand on this one 
you know, being Women's History Month, you can uh, you can go first and maybe maybe start off with um, you know some some real real good standout ladies that you've come across in gaming. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, I think my personal like favorite female character that I've ever come across is um, it has to be Claire Redfield from Resident Evil series, mostly just because she's she's so like so awesome. She's so badass. She has the um, so I love Alien. Like Alien and Aliens are some of my favorite movies, and I love Ellen like Ripley. I love Ripley so much. But she Claire has like that similar kind of that vibe or like that, that journey, like she's strong. She's a sur- like a survivor. Um, but she's like given like other people to take care of. And so you get to see like her be strong and her like get through some of the worst horrors in games and still like take care of people who are even more vul- like vulnerable than she is just I like that compassion that comes along with it. I just, I really love her. Okay, my favorite game series is Kingdom Hearts. And I love Aqua. She's, like, the only real, like, protagonist, like, that you get to play as. Uh, that's a woman. She, like, similar. Like, she just is, like, strong. She's really cares for her friends. She's, like, a very, like, open, loving heart. And is, like, willing to sacrifice herself for the betterment of others and I think those tend to be like pretty nice noble qualities because personally I find a lot of times with female protagonists in any media for them to be strong they take away like qualities that are traditionally feminine and like you like you know you're strong or you're badass but you can't also then be like caring or loving or like a mother or these types of things. So when they incorporate like those all together and it's like, Oh yeah, like you can be emotionally vulnerable and you can want to wear cute things, but that doesn't mean you can't like show up and kill some zombies or like take down a giant mech. Like you can do those things. And so those tend to be my favorite characters that are like women is when they get to be all these things. Man, I am super on board with Claire. Um, yeah. You know, she's pretty badass. I think uh, you'd probably argue that she's better than Chris. In a lot yeah, of ways. Well, Chris is just like a fucking meathead. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's kind of shallow. To... Totally. His, char- and... his character doesn't really have much to offer to the. Now, I don't know about eight because he seems like he's going to be prominent in eight. And I'm very could, curious. He could be a werewolf. Just he look could... at the cover of that game. I mean, and if he's a werewolf, then he, you know definitely bumps up a little bit on the tier list yeah but still um I, i'm super on board with with claire she's she's just so good mm-hmm. um so sam what yeah. what is your kind of go-to female protagonist so interestingly enough um you know, going off of, going off of what uh, Claire said, I have a cu- I have a couple of different ones that kind of cover all the grounds. So first and foremost, um, I'm gonna so that, go. That, hang on, that's that's Beth. <laughs> I mean, Claire's a really pretty name, and I'm totally fine with being Claire Redfield. 
Oh, did I call you Claire? Wow. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I um, mean, I'm sure she's. I'm sure she's honored. It's she's a flattered. Um. So, the one that I think about, um, that always comes to mind when we talk about female protagonists. I mean, yes, there is Samus. Um, but the one I think about that I think definitely broke boundaries at a time when gaming was mainly, you know, for most mostly a male dominated, uh, you know, thing was a uh, Laura Croft. You know, straight out the straight out the bat, absolute badass. You know, during that time, you know, I guess some people would be like, "Oh, well, you know, Samus was the first one where it's like, you know, Samus is cool," and then people are like, "Oh, it's a girl." And I can't believe I was playing a girl the whole time. But then the other one that comes to mind when you mention about you know being able to be you know do those kinds of things, but also still keep those female traits of caring and being in touch with your emotions, I would even say is actually Jess from Control. You know, Ooh, I've been yeah. in the middle of control and I'm really loving it. And I love her story, how she comes and she's the director of the, uh, the organization, you know, and she's trying to just, you know, she's very smart, very intelligent, but there's also other things, you know, involved with her brother and she's very caring and emotional. Yeah. Um, that, the story. That game is really, really good. I, you know what? I'm so glad that you mentioned that because now that you've said it, yeah, she's she's a really really good character. But those those are two off the bat that come to mind. So it's funny that you brought up Samus because Samus is definitely one of the ones for me because that's why I didn't I, say it. I de- <laughs> you you knew I knew you I knew steal so your I, thunder. Um, but yeah, uh, see, when I was a kid, I picked up Super Metroid. I I didn't know anything about this series. Um, I didn't play the original. And I know that back when the original first came out and it was revealed that the main character was in fact a woman, that there was almost like, I I think I remember hearing that there was like almost like revolt. Like people were like, oh, what? No, you're not supposed to have like a space Marine kind of person running around shooting aliens. It's not supposed to be a girl. So, uh, and I kind of had the same, not, not revolt, but like I remember playing super metroid and when you die you know she does the little animation and then the the armor breaks and then it's like it shows samus and i remember the first time seeing that going wait i'm playing as a girl but it wasn't it wasn't revolt it wasn't like it wasn't like a a feeling of like oh well fuck this it was more of like oh that's cool like i and i was like i don't know maybe 10 at the time samus she knows what she's doing and she doesn't even talk like i mean i th- I think in other m she talks but i i haven't even really played that one but like all the mainline games she doesn't really talk but like for some reason she's just so badass like she goes in she fucks shit up and she's like the lady doom guy yeah Ooh, dude Ooh, that's a good one i like that yeah mm-hmm. lady good. doom Lady Lady Doom. Doom. And by the way, um, when I say dude, (laughs) that that's like that goes for male, female. Dude is gender neutral. Uh huh. A hundred percent. It is. Just wanted to throw that out there and make sure that that's known. Um. So yeah, Uh, Lady Doom guy for sure. Uh, she just gets in there. She kicks ass, and yeah, it's kind of she's kind of been the the one female protagonist in any video game that I've, I've been playing the most. 
because I've been I've been playing, you know, I got my Super Nintendo when I was like seven. And uh, I mean, I didn't really play a whole lot of games with with female characters, especially not in the lead. So once you finally do get to play something like Super Metroid and then you see how damn good a game like that is. And it's like, oh, yeah. Uh, but the whole know, franchise game... is like that, too. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Um, so she's definitely, you know, the, as long as I can remember, she's the one badass female in a, in a video game that I can I can always just go, yep, she's the one. Now, in recent kind of gaming, I think one of the coolest female characters that has ever graced my screen and not just because of her, like the writing around this character is very, very well done as well. But Senua from Hellblade is exceptional. Mm-hmm. And that's for a multitude of reasons, whether you're, you know, you're talking about how well uh, I cannot remember the name of the actress's name that played her, but she, yeah, she won a thing for that. She was like their video editor too. Exactly. Or something like that. Yes. Like they pulled her in. They were like, Hey, we're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place. We don't have anybody to act you want to just like do a test so they i think they were using her for like test testing like the 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 motion capture and yeah then they were like hey why don't we just use you and i think it's such a cool like underdog story where it's like this girl that was you know working on like the what what did you say it was the video editing or something it was something to do with like that aspect like i don't think it was anything like i don't think she was like a programmer uh no. And then, just... yeah, they, they stuck this, this girl on screen and like her, her acting is so well done in that game. And I mean, again, it, it lends itself to how well that game's written. You know, the mental health stuff, um, I think is insanely good and it's mm-hmm. not, not like too ham fisted and it's not like, you know, standing on top of a soapbox. Like it's, it's just right. And then two, like the motion capture that they used in that game was so well done. Like it definitely at the time was on par with, I think like some of the naughty dog stuff. Like it was, it was exceptionally well done. So I think like you could really get a feel for like the emotions and stuff that this actress was conveying through this character. And yeah, yeah. it says a senua's voice acting and most motion capturing were performed by German freelance photographer and video editor, Melina Jurgens. Definitely butchered the last name, but yeah, she just was there like a video editor. Yeah, and now she actually has lent her her likeness to you know we got Hellblade two coming out, which I am really excited about that. Um, and then those guys are making a like a horror game, and I can't remember what it's called. Um, Ninja theories. Yeah, um, it's like it's like a girl's name, I think is like the title of the game oh mara it's like project mara oh okay so, now that's gonna be day and date on game pass yep and so she, i think she is also acting in that one as well and like lending her likeness so like the i think the, either the main characters one of the characters is going to be her if not the main character and i think that's fantastic yeah that's really cool but yeah, no, I just thought it would be a good idea to kind of, uh, you know, talk about some of the, uh, the female video game characters in our lives throughout the, yeah. throughout the years. And it's kind of cool how, like, you know, we each kind of pick some some old school 
ones and some new school ones because yeah. i think not all kirby uh, not all kirby <laughs> well is Kur- like what is kirby kirby can be anything kirby is like all things now the beginning the end i think the kirby canon does refer to him as a he mm. i think because i think when that when the anime came out kirby right back at you uh yes. i think they referred to him as him and he ah so okay. i think i think kirby's a guy there we go but i mean there I we think, go we got it nailed down <laughs> i think though when they first made him i think the idea was that he was just like nothing like he was just like a, a puffball like he didn't have a mm-hmm. he wasn't a female male he was nothing he was just like a little puffball it was an like a powerful entity that gained sentience and then <laughs> became this like decided it needed a body so it became this mass he wasn't even pink before he was like white yeah even on the cover like the, mm-hmm. the cover of that first kirby game he's he's just like a white puffball he changed cheese puff cute uh to lara croft though um like i my mom was the gamer in the family she's the one who got me and my brother into playing games and i will always remember sitting next to her playing while she played lara croft uh team raider and stuff and she played the first three and like sitting with her and helping her like get through the puzzles and hearing those like i those noises and seeing the dinosaur for the first time and yeah so it's like those i'll always have those memories with my mom with lara croft and so that's pretty cool i just remember like like i said you know everyone when they're very little you know you're you know you you hang out you when you're a boy you were hanging out with the boys girls hang out with the girls i just remember you know you know all the all the kids i knew who had video games they fucking played lara you know tomb raider you know, that mm-hmm. was like, oh, you play as a girl? It's like, no, dude, fucking Tomb Raider, man. It's Tomb Raider. Yeah. Yeah. And then you got some semi-decent movies with Angelina Jolie, you know. The first one was good. The mm-hmm. second one was the <laughs> second one. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I liked the first one a lot. I don't but know. I also might have been, like, young and just super excited to see her, like, go watch Tomb Raider. You know what it, you know what it might be? It might be like, um... Might be like my feeling for the Super Mario Brothers movie. It's hey, not hey, a great hey, movie. Hey, hey, you be careful. What it's you not say. a great movie, but you know what? It's a fucking classic. And I'll yeah. watch it every single day. Yeah. Like Pokemon, the first movie. Oh my God. I saw that in theaters. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I think so, it was the first movie I've seen in theaters. So, funny story about that. When we saw that movie, what was that 2000, no, 1999? My parents brought us. My parents are young. Mind you, keep that in mind. My parents are probably... My father has only 26 years on me. Oh, so yeah. My not, parents are like 20 years apart from me, so... Yeah, so you, yeah. so you get it. So my parents, they're in their like early 30s and they take us to go see this. Mm-hmm. You know, pre-cell phone, pre-iPads. I remember looking around being eight years old and noticing that every single parent in that fucking theater had like a book or a newspaper <laughs> except for mine. <laughs> And I don't think they're like, we're here for Pokemon. It's like, I've never seen that ever, ever since, (laughs) you know? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so good. I love that. Yeah. Like, yeah, my parents were, uh, my mom is only like 20 years, is only 20 years older than me. And my dad's like 24 years older than me. So, um, yeah, I mean, like 
I remember like a lot of like different stuff like that. And like my parents were like, yeah, into games and into like, I remember being a kid like crawling around McDonald's play places and like my dad was crawling around in it with us and now he blames us for his bad knees. But um, (laughs) yeah, it's, I love that aspect of like my childhood is like they totally got the game as like side of things and you got to experience that with them because they were like right there with it. Like I, like my mom was super into Tenchu. Like we would watch her play, but when like, scare like really bloody or like violent scenes or you know the m stuff would come on she'd just kind of like put her take her hands off the controller and cover mine in my brother's eyes and then like we'd go back to playing once the cutscene was over oh you mean like going back to chopping people's heads off yeah like that was fine <laughs> apparently but like the cutscenes were not okay she's like oh oh this is this this is a little bit too far and hey hey no no slight to beth's mom no beth's mom, if you're listening Good good job. Good job. (laughs) It it really is cool like talking about like the just like the female protagonists, iconic female protagonists, and because like gaming just becomes such a thing for everybody now, and so many people play it, and it is exciting for me to like to like know other women that are into it and I can talk to them about it and seeing um how many like protagonists they there are now that represent me or some of my experiences and stuff i think that's good and like kind of to go back on what you said like i remember growing up whenever i would have like a female friend most likely they were also a gamer mm-hmm. because i guess i just kind of gravitated to toward having like you know friends like one of my one of my best friends growing up and who i talk to almost daily still um mel like her and i like we kind of grew up together playing video games like playing final fantasies and shit you know it was it was one of those things where like you know at that time when you would meet a girl that was like super into video games it was almost like they were like a closet gamer like they didn't want a lot of people knowing but then like you know when you start talking to these people and they're like oh yeah like i play final fantasy and it's like oh shit like guys don't just play these games like because like i mean i remember her and i were playing through uh resident evil 4 at the same time like and she was as much into it as i was and it was just really awesome to have you know a friend growing up that was not just another dude who was also as into video games as you are you know yeah 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 i I've, i've had my like fair share of you know female friends and man i'm pretty sure if not all of them have been involved in games in some some capacity yeah because like gaming is awesome and it's super fun and you want to talk to people about it like you want to talk about the crazy shit that you just experienced in like you know the newest final fantasy or you know like gears or whatever you're just like did you just you saw that too right like (laughs) And sometimes you make a podcast. And then sometimes you do this. (laughs) One of my favorite things about gaming, it's a very unique way you can tell a story. And I don't think there's been a medium. Yeah, you can go to the movies, you watch TV, but video games is a very, especially when you've played a game that somebody else has played. It's very, it becomes very um, personal. I don't know. There's something about the, it's, it's, it might be the best storytelling medium out there. 
And I've been doing a lot of reading, too. You know, I love reading books, but video games is a very, very unique and very powerful storytelling medium. Is is a, you know, powerful storytelling medium. Um, yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. Like, I agree. That I love... Like, I love Yokotaro's stuff. He so, like, he did that Drakengard and Nier um, because he believes that there are certain stories that can only be told with video games and he wants to do those types of things. And so I find his games tend to be, like, a wholly unique experience. And I love them to death. And the near remake is coming out next month, oh, and everyone needs to play it. What remake? Near the... replicant. Yeah. So oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I saw that. It's so the if you played near Automata or like it in any capacity or ever thought it was interesting, the first one is so good. It is excellent. The problem is that at the the controls were really, really clunky and it kind of got in the way and not in a cool intentional way, like in a, okay, this is really, really annoying kind of way. And with the, with the new way that they've like reworked it and it looks more like the automata. So it'll be more fluid and intuitive. And with that, and then the story that actually is told in Nier, like, I'm so excited for people to experience it for the first time. Beth, I can give you a list of games I haven't played, that being one of them. I think Jerry's like this close to like Shanghai and me and waterboarding <laughs> me up there in Alberta. <laughs> oh my God. Well, you know, fair. I also have, uh, I every game that I want to play, I have uh, this little book that I write them all down in and I'm sure the majority of the pages are full of games I haven't played. Um, so just add the near remake to that list. Dragon Quest. <laughs> Dragon Quest. Because every time I mention, it's funny, every time I mention a game to Jerry, he goes, hold a second. If you haven't played that one, I'm like, nope. You gotta add that to like the tippity top of the list. And I'm like, Jerry, the last 20 games you just gave me, you told me you need to be at the top. Look, of the list. I understand. <laughs> there's like, there's a, there's a thing. It's called Jerry hype. Okay. Mm -hmm. I hype shit up. That's what I am. I'm like, I'm like a fucking video game hype man. This is this Jerry is like some of my clients at work where they're all like escalating their setups for my, you know, for my company. And I'm like, geez, I got like 20 of these that need to be escalated and need to be the first priority, but I can't do them all at once. And I don't know if I'm going to get yelled at if I don't touch any of them. So, yeah. Okay, well, I don't yell. I just give you a stern talking to. Very stern. Yes, very, Dad. very stern. Also, yeah, Near Automata is one of my favorite games that has come out in the last like 10 years for sure. Well, and that that's, that's no Jerry hype either. That's like legit. It's really, really, really good. And that's been on my list for a long time, actually to Beth's point. There's no way that you could deliver a story like that in another medium other than video games. Cause just like the way, Oh man, there's so much I, I can't, I don't even want to get into it because there is just, an insane amount of stuff to get into with that game. We could do an entire podcast on the <gasps> idea when that near game comes out. Oh my God. I just want to talk to people about that game who have played it now. All right. So, cause I'm so excited for other people to get through it and idea not... for a future podcast, which is not that far away. Cause that replicant game is on the way. It is, it is right around the corner. A video so game I... book club. 
Uh, I don't know about that. Do I hear video game book club? Mm, Not what I said, but... (laughs) (laughs) I've been in a book club. I will be... Look, if if you say, Sam, I need you to spend this money and play this game for podcast related purposes i'll be on board hmm. Hmm. jerry's um, like is this what i have to do to come to play shit is, is that <laughs> what i heard him say i heard him say that well considering i only read picture books <laughs> I'm, out. <laughs> I'm out i'm out of the club uh i don't i don't do the word books they're not, game books video game book club it's like a book club but, but for, for beating a game so we all play through near replicant together and then talk about it. Oh, that I, I can get on board. I thought you guys were legit pitching that we start reading like books no! that are related to video games. And I was like, hey, guess what? I don't know about you guys, but that doesn't sound fun to me. No, like a book club, <laughs> but a video game one. You know, you feel, you hear, you understand. So we're doing this video game podcast, but we want to stray away from the video game aspect. We want to read. <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of that's what I was at first understanding, and I was like, I don't know, I don't know if uh, if it oh works. Oh my god, not at no no. So I thought you were going, you were trying to say that we were gonna do, or what you were working up to saying that we could like all play through it together and then talk about it. So like a book club, but for video games. I'm on your level now. Okay, I'm, I'm on. I'm on board now. Cool, we're all on the same page. It's just page. the the terminology kind of threw me off and threw me through a loop. You heard the word second. book club, and I heard like, the word broke into club. a cold sweat and was like, "I'm that out." Vietnam flashbacks. <laughs> yeah, like I pretty much was starting to have flashbacks of like, be, like you know, the anxiety of being in class, and you you have to read that one sentence. And oh. like you gotta count, you gotta count in the room like one, two, three, four, five, six. Okay, and I'm one, two, three, four, five. I gotta read this line, and then you fucking practice that shit. And guess what happens when it gets to you? You have a goddamn voice crack. And yeah, maybe maybe this is hitting a little close to home. Yeah, but, this is uh, deeply personal now. <laughs> this is this uh, is no longer a theoretical thing. This is something you are living that you have lived before. This I is just... when I wish I had a sound drop for fucking. Forrest Gump, where it's just be like, I'm not a smart man. Like that's, that's, I would put that in right now. I honestly just had this image of like you staring at your computer screen, and then it shoots over to the opening scene of Saving Private Ryan, where they're on D-Day. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. I'm the guy laying on the beach with no legs, just being like, Mom, like that's me right now. You start talking about books, that's where I land. Yeah, he has no legs, and the ugly duckling is like laying next to him, like the book. <laughs> oh my god, brutal. No, I didn't Jesus. mean to make you relive that. That was not my intention. Fuck's sakes. We've had some personal moments here. Yeah. Um, so actually, it's funny. We're talking about uh, games that um, I said I want to start playing, Jerry. Um, just before we started recording, I guess the Shimagami Tenshi 3 Noc- Nocturne is going to be released on the Switch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's another game I haven't played. So. Well, I haven't played that either. Now, I will say this. <sighs> I was recently a little let down by SMT because I have been playing. Well, so I, the first one I ever played is persona five. Very first. I love that game. I think Beth played a little bit of it. Um, (laughs) Oh, persona five. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just a couple hours, nothing serious, just a platinum and 170 hours later. Yeah. Don't. Um, that was fine. 
So, and then I played Persona 4 last year, which was also incredible. And when I got my 3DS, I was like, hmm, maybe I'll check out some of these Shimigami Tensei games because they're supposed to be really, really good. So I threw on uh, Apocalypse. And I can't say that it really grabbed me right away because it's it's not what I was expect. I was expecting a Persona game where like, you know, there's a little bit of running around like you're doing like kind of things here and there. And then, you know, you're doing your dungeons and like the dungeons are there. But that's really all that 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 I seen the whole time I was playing. It was just like it's like you're you're in menus uh, selecting where you want to be and like the people you want to talk to. And then the only time that you're really doing any kind of running around is in those dungeons. And it, it seemed kind of cool, but like it just wasn't grabbing me the same as a persona game. So I, I, I don't know too much about Nocturne, but I hope that from what, like I've seen like glimpses of the trailer for that thing. And it does look really cool. Um, I just hope that it's, you know, I, 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 I don't want to just say like, Oh, I just hope it's a persona game. Because I know that they're different from the Persona series. But, like, I kind of want one of those. Like, if, if it was just, like, a Persona game without, like, the, you know, the, like, the social aspect as much, like, the school thing, and, like, not, like, the, the day system, mm-hmm. I would be, like, so on board with that. But I'm just worried that it's it's going to be more, more of the same of what Apocalypse was. Well, I'll be the hamster that goes on that wheel, and I'll let you know how it goes. Oh, I'll probably try it out, too, for sure. But, I mean, I don't know if I'll stick to it. You guys can let me know, and then maybe I'll spend some money on it. <laughs> you can be the guinea pig. I think uh, I think that might do it for this week's episode. Um, you know, we, uh, we still have so much to talk about. I think, uh, you know, spoiler alert, I think Beth may be back for many many more conversations especially near conversations yes but very near near and pokemon uh beth thanks so much for coming on uh i think we're gonna i think we're gonna see more of you in the the future well thank you for asking me to talk about finally nice games yes nice seeing you too yeah, we'll be definitely looking forward to uh, having you back on. Um, and then hopefully in next episode, we'll have uh, Scott back from the dead. And maybe we can get our, our you know, our guest appearance from, from one of the, the many celebrities that we've reached out to. Musk. And um, yeah, get that Musk in here. Yeah. So, uh, Sam, take us out. Yes, thank you guys for listening. If you haven't already done so, please follow us on Twitter at media underscore Bedlam. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Bedlam Media. You can find myself as the SLB official. And Jerry as the Jinxist, that is J-I-N-X-I-S-T. I always have to spell out Jerry because somebody's going to type it in one day and they'll be like, "What's I totally spelled that wrong. Of course you did because you don't know how to spell. Um, <laughs> we are on all streaming platforms, excluding Pandora. If you do have a platform you listen to us that we're not on, please let us know. We can get ourselves on there. Please like, subscribe, follow, leave comments, leave reviews, tell people why you need to listen to, why they need to listen to Super Ghost Radio and why Bedlam Media is the platform that they need to be listening to. Thank you guys for listening to Super Ghost Radio. This has been Sam, Jerry, and Beth. Please uh, follow us and do not forget to join Bedlam.
Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.